Scooby has both noticed and gained the attention of the opposite sex over the years. Sometimes, <laughs> occasionally, even human. Oh no. <laughs> Jinkies, loyal listeners. We finally <laughs> trapped this mo- <laughs> Power through, power through. We finally trapped this monster of lore and fan wikis. The fearsome podcast beast, Margaret Thatcher Templar spy. But who's hiding inside? Why, it's old man James Law, the crotchety janitor, and Joel Franey, his dastardly apprentice. Today we're talking Scooby-Doo, a show that never needed lore, but somehow has over 15,000 pages of the stuff. So, yeah, where are we even beginning with this, Mr. Franey? Yeah, I don't know why I picked Scooby-Doo. I think it was basically because I stumbled upon an image of, like, one of the most ridiculous Scooby-Doo monsters I've ever seen, which was just a seal with cross eyes, and that was the week's <laughs> And that's it. Um, yeah. But is it actually a man with a mask on, or is it yeah, a real yeah, yeah. seal? But okay. he, he had all of the various incarnations of monster to choose from, and he decided he was going to be the mad sea lion. <laughs> and, Fantastic. And I just found that image so funny that I had to pursue it. It is just a dopey-looking sea lion with crossed red eyes. So, and now here we are. And now we're doing a whole episode on yeah. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Because it's, it's been going since the 70s now? Yeah, I'll be Did... honest. I mean, uh, like most things, I didn't watch a huge amount of it because well, of you, my you lack of TV. I yeah. um, watched a bit, like, uh, in, like, I don't know, on holidays when there's a, ho- when there's a TV in the hotel. And, like... Yeah. When the teacher brings out that giant TV sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, that um, I definitely know. Uh, Scooby-Doo is very much a vibe on that. I, um, I went through a little bit of a revelation a few years ago, because when I was a kid, I watched uh, the channel Boomerang, which was all about basically buying old shows and showing them again. So Looney Tunes oh, right, okay. So there was like, what, episodes from the 70s and stuff? Oh, yeah, there was a lot of those. And I remembered enjoying them. And then I a few years ago, I went through kind of like a, oh, let's check out some of the stuff I watched as a kid, see what holds up and what doesn't. Did it not hold up? It's so bad. It's <laughs> so it bad. It's just not funny. I mean, it's animated for clearly like three quid an episode, which doesn't help. But right. the, it has a laugh track, but it has no relation to what's happening on the screen. Wait, does Scooby-Doo have a laugh track? The old ones do, yeah. Because like, I, I don't remember ever seeing a Scooby-Doo episode with a laugh track. Oh no, all the old ones had it. Oh, wow. I mean, it was a sitcom popular era, but it was also that thing of, um, like, variety shows, and I think there was a little bit of that. It's why they kept uh, having right, sort okay. of celebrity guest stars on it. Oh, brilliant. And it has a laugh track, but it has barely any relation to what they're saying. So you <laughs> oh, will get a brilliant. figure of Fred going like, let's go in here, and the audience go, ha, 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 <laughs> and it creates this really discordant, strange tone. <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> Yeah, that that is because it's it's like you know it's sort of a bit spooky, right? They they solve spooky mysteries. Yeah, uh, maybe that maybe the maybe the out of time laugh track. Well, you think it it's really meant make to make it sense. eerie and unnerving, and yeah, it's kind of uncanny, isn't it? Like th- this shouldn't be like this. You know? Yeah, that that's a very uh, optimistic. Is view that generous? Of, of okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. I'm sure there have been. Because this is one of those series that's been rebooted about fifteen times, so I'm sure right. there have been there has been good Scooby Doo series and episodes and movies and straight to DVD crap, and there, <laughs> there, there are good examples. I hope so. 
But my god, the old stuff does not hold up to modern viewings. Does the new stuff hold up to modern viewings? I have no or... idea. I haven't watched it. I think I was babysitting a kid like 10 years ago and they were watching Scooby-Doo. And all that stuck with me was that all the main cast appeared to be dating each other. Uh, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, well, Who's dating who? Who's Scooby dating? Well, no, he was the exception. Oh. <laughs> Presumably because that would have gone into weird shit. Well, I say weird, but... But you intro... say... You show, I heard the quote at the start. Yeah. He's he's attracted attention. Yeah, but I'm not sure he should have. So, I mean, <laughs> he has a list of, you know, romantic oh, affiliations dear. that he's gained over the years. And... You, some of them were just very boring. It would be, you know, oh, here's the dog that in this one episode there was like a pretty dog that he a pretty dog. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. You know what I? You, yeah, like, with like, with like eyelashes and shit. Exactly, exactly <laughs> that shit. But yeah, there's a whole section on Scooby Doo's page for romantic interests. And That's horrifying to me. That, Is well, Shaggy on there? <laughs> no, he's not. There is a list. Um, and some of them are pretty boring. Like I said, he falls in love with a sled dog in, that doesn't even get a name in like an episode where they're you know in Alaska or the Antarctic. Yeah, or where there's sled dogs. Around. Where there's a yeti monster or something like it. Oh yeah. Some of them are dodgy. Scooby had a had competed with his cousin for the affection of another cousin. <laughs> no. Yeah. Scooby, no, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Scooby and his cousin Scooby Dumb competed Scooby for the Dumb. affections of their cousin Scooby, Scooby D. D? Who, I knew it, I fucking knew it. <laughs> who was uh, a canine Sco- movie star. Scooby Dumb and Scooby D. He fell for 70s actress Sandy Duncan. Is this a real person? Apparently so. Was this like an episode where there was like a celebrity appearance? Exactly. I I gather that um, there was a quite a bit of this going on back then, and that Cher has been in a few episodes. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's good shit. Um, I mean, they're probably bad episodes, but yeah, but I don't think they were bad because Cher was on. I no, think they, they were all bad, bad episodes. and also Cher's there. Cher's there, like hello. And then I'm there Cher. were, <laughs> and then there were some fucking crazy ones. To be honest. What, Scooby-Doo romances? Yes, there's one that All says right. Amber, and I looked at the thing, and it's it's a whole mini-story here. Shaggy and Scooby were abducted by aliens and abandoned in the desert. They met, there they met a wildlife photographer, Crystal, and her dog, Amber. Scooby okay, so was... that's another dog, though. Well, you say that. Oh no. Scooby was heartbroken when it's revealed that Amber and Crystal are actually aliens from another planet and must oh. go home. Oh, to be fair, it's, ha- it's happened to the best of us, Scooby. Don't worry about it. Though he and Shaggy quickly forgot about them when they found out there was one more Scooby snack box left. That seems pretty cold to me. I, I They do love their Scooby. That's the one thing I know about Scooby Doo is that Shaggy and Scooby. Cannot get enough of Scooby Snacks. See, the dog he fell in love with, it Amber, its disguised form is of a golden retriever wearing a red bandana. Okay. Right. It's, it's so a true, solid, solid vibe. But its true form is a large blue reptilian creature with a beak-like mouth. Did did Scooby not, not continue to find this alien being attractive? I don't know. It doesn't say. I mean, apparently uh, that's he was still heartbroken, so apparently yeah. he, he was still... Well, I guess it's it. like similar to getting catfished, right? I you, guess. You think, 
like if you watch the show Catfish, you, like people think they're talking to a certain person, then it turns out it's like you know James. Do you Brian really think I've Jersey. watched the show Catfish? No, I do think you'd like it. Why? Uh, it make you feel very superior. Oh yeah, that's true. That, <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> that's a really good pitch. But yeah, that that sort of threw me for a loop. I'll be honest. The idea that Scooby and Shaggy were in love with aliens, but this was a a recurring thing actually. What, they keep on trying to shag aliens? No, no, no. Uh, I believe this happened in a Scooby-Doo movie, like one of the direct-to-DVD ones. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and this was kind of a, a thing that I think the writers thought they were doing that was super clever, because everyone knows that the monsters in Scooby-Doo, it's always a guy in a mask. You know, you pull yes. it off. It's old man Withers, who was the mad sea lion. Yeah, it's it's the guy we met at the start of the episode. Yeah, in every old Scooby-Doo episode, there's always one guy at the beginning who's unnecessarily hostile. Yeah. He, he's oh, the guy under the mask. And he Is always it never a, like, you know, the nice guy who's actually the baddie? Or I, I bet know. it was later, but at the beginning, I, one of the things I noticed was that always within two seconds of watching... There's You're always like, like the there's, there's two people aside from the main cast. There's always the person who invited them to that area, who and it and can't the be them because they're the ones suffering from whatever the monsters do. Oh uh, yeah, and this other mysterious bad-tempered character <laughs> who shows I mean, up and I goes, guess... "Oh, you should get out of here," and then walks off. You you, you don't go into a Scooby-Doo episode expecting Poirot. No, I, you know, I'm not saying that it doesn't hold up to, you know, the kids show doesn't hold up, because that is a very easy jab. But it is very funny to look back on it, that you just think, was I ever fooled by this as a kid? Even then? Surely not. I don't know, I I wouldn't, maybe I I, I didn't watch it as a kid, so maybe I was super smart. But but like I said, that's what we know happens. But in the movies, whenever they did a a direct-to-DVD or a direct-to-VHS, it would always be a real monster and they'd make a point of the gang going, oh, I'm sure it's a, you know, a person in a mask. And then, and you know, and then they'd be like, it's a real alien or whatever. Oh, what, they try, do, did they like try and take the mask off the face and it just it just doesn't come off? Or I, I don't know if it was that specific, but that was always <laughs> the flip that in the show, it was always, it appears to be a real monster, but then they work out that then it's a like, man in a costume. Yeah. And, then it, and then in the movies, it's the other way around. They go in expecting man in a costume and it's yeah. an actual monster in the and movies they're like alright we, we've, we've figured this out every time they seem to do this every yeah. single time in the movie it's it's the most like predictable thing but I was looking through the movies and I discovered one apparently it was the first director video one and the very first example of the monsters being real right and it was the most insane shit I've ever heard looking through oh, the, fantastic. the description <laughs> It's called Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. And I okay, think, okay, that sounds sort of standard. Yeah. But then most of the plot appears to be about pirates and immortal werecats. Oh, brilliant. Well, Scooby-Doo would be... Is he not a fan of cats? Well, apparently, like, the main villain is a werecat who takes an immediate dislike to Scoob when he shows up, even though she's in her human form. Ah, uh, right, okay. But there is just this paragraph that has all this bizarre stuff going on. One of the main characters is a settler on an island until a pirate named Morgan Moonscar... Oh, yes, that's a good pirate name. ...drives all the islanders to their death by alligator and takes death? over the... Yep. 
Is death. there death in Scooby Doo? Apparently, in this one, death by I alligators always... and took over the island. She and her friend pray to a cat god to destroy the pirates and receive immortality, turning them into were cats who then have to eat other people's souls every harvest moon to keep being immortal. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I just well, remember not... re- reading this thinking, is this still Scooby Doo? Yeah. This is kind of metal. <laughs> Well, and then Scooby-Doo comes along and they try and eat his soul. Well, apparently at the end, because the zombies are somehow involved, I think they might be the pirates trying to get their revenge on the werecats uh, yeah, or something. Sounds about right, yeah. And the, yeah, at the end, they manage to delay the werecats from eating the souls they need, and they fucking crumble into dust. I didn't realise that there was, like, actual dying and... And like death and suffering in Scooby Doo. The, I thought the it was thing just like, is, this oh, w- it's a spooky, scary skeleton. Well, Woo. the thing is, this was in like 2000, which is far right. forward enough that you could probably. I can't imagine this being a plot line in the 70s. You know That's what I mean? That's like your childhood, isn't it? Uh, yeah. What do you mean, my child? We're not. I, I keep having to say this. <laughs> we're not that far apart. There's three years. <laughs> you could have watched this video. I could I couldn't have watched a thing. I didn't have a TV. All right. If you hadn't had a weird <laughs> TV-less childhood, you could have watched this video. Okay. Fair enough. Honestly, my <laughs> childhood. But I I also was looking through um some of Scooby's backstory because apparently he has one and there was I'm a... very excited to hear about Scooby's backstory. There, well, there like, was a... is it, are there any there are no other dogs that can talk can talk right or Scrappy well, Doo can? Oh, his whole family basically. Um, are they like a different species? Like, are they not actual dogs? They're no, like they're just aliens. Well, it's a weird inconsistency that Scooby is apparently canonically a Great Dane, which okay, he yeah. kind of has that look. He's um, a big guy, isn't he? And his whole family seems to have varying degrees of speech ability. Let's say. Right. So who's the rest of his family? I know Scrappy Doo because he's he's a little shit, right? Everyone hates Scrappy Doo. I barely remember the character, to be honest. He's like a little a little fucker. Well, that's all I remember about he, it. He has a list of family, and just going through it feels like a really bad blues song. Um, oh, and there's his cousin as well who wants to shag his other cousin. Yeah, so he's got Dada Do and Mumsy Do. <laughs> I don't know if those were their birth names. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, he's I got I, maybe. He's got a sister and three brothers: Ruby Do, Yabba Do, Skippy Do, and Howdy Do. Yeah. How would he do? Uh, Scooby Dum, his cousin, Scrappy Doo, Great Grandpa Scooby, and Grandpa Scooby. So he is Scooby Doo oh, okay. the third. Oh, Scooby Doo the third. Okay. Though actually, his proper birth name is Scoobert Doo. No, it's not. No, it is. It's not Scoobert Doo. It is. It is apparently, <laughs> as as was revealed in the show A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, Curse of the Collar, season two. So show us what you know. Well, there we go. Uh, It's it's like Shaggy-Doo's real name, like Shagbert, Shagger, like Uh, what? Uh, His actual name is Norville. (laughs) Norville. He's Norville Rogers, called Shaggy because of his hair, I think. Oh, right. I mean, I did you really like think he'd be chunks. called that because he was, like, known for scoring or something? Why do you... <laughs> well, I don't know. There's a there's that, there's that the rapper called Shaggy, right? Um, she caught me on the counter. It wasn't me. Yes, but I can't comment as to where his... Is he called Norville? I don't know what his <laughs> name is. 
<laughs> Maybe. Interestingly, Shaggy and Scrooby were both raised in the same town. Coolsville. Coolsville? Yep. That's also where my that's also where I'm from. You're absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Coolsville with all the cool kids. They're all from there. It's also where I discovered that Oh what the whole gang. Yeah. It, they all met as kids. Uh, I bet there's like there's like shows where they're all kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like young, the Young Mystery Machine or some shit. Well, it's also where I discovered that apparently Daphne is like super rich. Uh, she gives off that vibe, right? Yeah, I could see that. But what confuses me is that Scooby Doo, apparently his family owns a mansion. What? The, his family of dogs? Yes, it's called Doo Manor. You can't. Uh, can dogs own property? Apparently. <laughs> I mean, his dad wears... Imagine if your landlord's lords a fucking dog. His dad wears uh, glasses and, like, and a jumper, so I'm guessing there's no limitation. <laughs> Either that or... Raggy, an, you're red slate! It's an elaborate con that one day someone's <laughs> going to pull the glasses off and go, oh, It's a fucking Great Dane! I knew it! Raggy, I'm going to have to evict you and make you homeless! <laughs> oh, sorry, that image really makes me laugh. <laughs> Raggy, you're behind on Raymond's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to repossess your house. <laughs> I wonder how long it's gonna be before us doing this voice starts to get annoying. <laughs> he's got like, he's got like cousins and family members who go around the house, go around the house. And go, I hope you don't like your kneecaps. <laughs> oh God, I man, I'd watch that show, The Doom. <laughs> but yeah, there was. Um, I mean, there's also. I think the backbone of Scooby-Doo has always been the shitty, shitty monsters. Yes. Uh, as we talked about, there was the Mad Sea Lion. That was its <laughs> name. That's what it was known as. And was it just... How was it terrorising people? <laughs> it doesn't even say. It just says, It's the disguise of Dr. Carlin. He sabotaged his research station for publicity so he could be on, quote, all the talk shows. Fair. I don't Fair. know how that sinks. <laughs> We were getting annoyed by a sea lion. That's going to be my big break for fame. (laughs) And and it's accompanied by a picture of the sea lion and also like this guy up to his waist in snow, presumably having just been unmasked. And he has a look on his face that's, why did I dress up as a sea lion? (laughs) This didn't work. How did my life get to this point? (laughs) Why did I think that this would work? I just remember when I, I couldn't afford to pay Scooby's payments and got turned out onto the street. <laughs> I needed the money from all the talk shows. So, and all I had to my name was an old sea lion costume. you got to make do with what you got. There was also a, a couple of monsters that came to mind. Uh, and Because there's a whole page on monsters. Like, it's just a massive table with monster identity what episode they're in and like the reason they were being a monster so i noticed i think you'll like this one the ghost of buster mcmutmauler <laughs> okay what's buster got what, what's buster's deal so i think this was one of the uh like the scooby-doo origin story episodes uh okay he <laughs> His real identity was Mick, Mr. Tricks and stuff. No, that that his real identity. Yeah, like his birth name. Yes, and he wanted okay. to steal the Doo family collar. Ah, uh, it's very valuable. I'm, I'm sure they've got all the heirlooms that you could ever want. To be fair, powers and abilities. He floated in midair somehow. They don't even explain <laughs> it. 
Surely, if you are doing a mystery show, explaining how they do the effects is, like, part of the mystery. <laughs> Somehow. I, I, I would go so far to say as, if, if, you, if you're doing a mystery show, the word somehow <laughs> should, Al- should be Al-Pateen very, very back, far away. Somehow. Buster McMuttmullen can fly. Somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's what, like, Sherlock survived jumping from the roof, somehow. <laughs> People are still mad about that. Buster McMuttmuller was a dog catcher gone bad. He antagonised a small puppy, which invoked the wrath of Scooby's parents. Oh, what? Scooby's parents are literally like mafia bosses. They're like, this is my fucking turf. They chased him into the back of his own truck, <laughs> where his boss confronted him for stealing expensive dog collars. Buster swore revenge, claiming he would come back for the do's and their collar. They're dogs, man. Just fucking get over it. So genuinely, though, the dogs are there, like, enforcing the area. They're like, this is our fucking area, and you can't steal from our our people. It's unbelievable. You can't steal our fancy dog collar. This this appears to have been, like, because there's a picture of Velma unmasking the guy, but the Velma here is, like, looks about eight so i'm guessing this is you know back when the gang were all kooky kids all before they started drawing velma as looking slightly older for the purposes of fan art did they do that i don't know if it's for the purposes of fan art i've just seen some fan art okay i don't want to know more about that but (laughs) there was also another monster which really strikes me as you know five o'clock on at the writer's room chickenstein Oh, I like that name a lot. And I what... don't know if he can ever live up to it. <laughs> I mean, it's a giant man chicken with, <laughs> with like, stitches across his forehead. Oh, wow. Is, is this a man in the mask or is this a real monster? Of course it's a... It's a... Chickenstein is a fictitious monster who was reported on by the National Exaggerator. Casma <laughs> Codwaller oh. impersonated him to conceal... Wait, is... It's Scooby-Doo satire. The National Exaggerator. Hell yeah. That was very impressive. The National Exaggerator was a a tabloid newspaper in Coolsville. Apparently, uh, Fred read it as a kid and was fascinated by all the conspiracy theories. Oh, and look how he's turned out. See, that's the thing. Media does shape your life. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. I watched Scooby-Doo as a kid and now I'm filled with sadness. Yeah, Kazma Codwaller impersonated Chickenstein to conceal an operation in which, in which he sold stolen merchandise. I don't, Excellent stuff. I don't get this. Why do you... It's always to disguise something that's going on, these monsters. It's always to... It's either to drive people away or to distract from an illegal... It's usually smuggling nine times out of ten. That's the only real, like, proper illegal thing that you can that you can do on a kids show right what it, they, what it kind of smuggling? is that's why the famous five are always you know it's always or, or they want to steal a diamond that's the other yeah <laughs> that's the other option but what i don't get is that surely dressing as a monster will gain a fuck ton of attention it's like well, <laughs> i mean people don't like avoid loch ness because they hear a monsters in it <laughs> <laughs> it gets a ton of tourism you idiots also like also you live in a world where the the mystery crew, or whatever the fuck, what are they called? The Doom uh, Crew. Uh, the Mystery Machine Gang, I believe. The Mystery Machine Gang routinely fucking rumble people. I who don't are know if out they're... here dressing up as monsters. Well, yeah, I are don't they not... know if they're, they're famous. Like, well known enough. Well, they're well known enough that like people call them in, right? No, no, they just tend to show up. 
Oh, and they just happen to be there. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's changed later. It's always either from from what I remember, it was like a friend of a friend, like oh, it's it's my long lost cousin, Velma or whatever it is, who looks like you know Velma with some minor distinction. Yeah, with and like she's like my our family mansion is haunted by a ghost, and they go oh, okay. Or it's, <laughs> they show up because they've heard about the monster. They're like, we want to find out about this. Yeah. Which proves my point. Dressing as the monster gets you attention, <laughs> you idiots. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, again, I don't know if we're dealing with both detective or criminal masterminds in this world. I suppose uh, not. So if... I think they do deserve each other, I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like to think that... I like the idea of... We've seen sort of live-action Scooby-Doo movies that can be a bit meta, that did, you know, oh, smoking weed jokes. Oh, really? Oh, kids shows did, love that. Did you not... No, no, like the, the live-action ones. Oh, really? Yeah, the, there's a... There's a very dumb joke in the first one. It's the only thing about it I remember, aside from the fact that Scrappy-Doo turns into a monster. Oh, um, does he? Okay, big up Scrappy. Uh... There's a bit where it's the out, it's the mystery machine from outside, and you can hear Scooby and Shaggy talking about you know getting toasted, uh, and there's like smoke coming out of the little chimney on top, and then it cuts to the inside and they're cooking toast over a grill. Oh, lovely! And that was uh, that was humour. That guy went on to do <laughs> that guy went on to do Guardians of the Galaxy. Interestingly <laughs> enough, that guy went on to be in every single talk show. But with monsters in mind, to get back on to those... Wait, is it are... James Gunn? Sorry. Yeah, James Gunn did... Uh, he certainly did the first Scooby-Doo movie. I can't remember if he did oh, the right. second. I didn't know I, that. I probably got that wrong. Fun facts. But Two Truths and a Lie this week is based on Scooby-Doo monsters. Okay, I, I'm gonna get this wrong. Like, Well... The, 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 I, I, have no, I have no concept of what makes a Scooby-Doo monster. And based on what you told me so far... You must you must have known by Osmo you must have an idea. I mean sometimes well, there's like there's like, you know you know in that fucking in that video, uh the the, the um rotoscope video of like Cab Calloway with like singing with ghosts and shit. You don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's there's like a, a song of I don't know if it's the original, but he's singing Minnie the Moocher. I know that like, song. But then and then there's like ghosts strutting around and stuff. Right, this means absolutely nothing to All right, me. well, I, I think of ghosts with legs, basically. Okay. I mean, usually, I think the implication is that, like, in-universe, the monsters tend to look real. That's why people fall for them. They're just, ah. you know, good costumes. Yeah, okay. With that in mind, here are three monsters, one of which ain't real, who have uh, been uncovered by the Scooby-Doo gang. The spooky space kook. <laughs> The okay. G- the giant bees, aka the B team. Bees plural. Yep. Shit. And the man elk of Minnesota. The man elk of Minnesota. All right. Well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, this is a this is a good. One. All right. So we've got man elk. We've got bees. <laughs> the giant bees, aka the B team. The B team and and the spooky space kook. Spooky space. Tell me, why is he the spooky space kook? The uh, the spooky space kook appears as a kind of blue alien suit, kind of spacesuit look, with a skull instead of a head. Like right. it's got the astronaut dome helmet, and there's a skull in there instead. Oh, uh, okay, face. that's pretty spooky. To be fair, 
Um, that's like some that's like some Halloween kids movie shit. <laughs> Uh, he was the disguise of Henry Bascom. Uh, Henry Bascom. And he left mysterious glowing footprints and fingerprints and had a creepy high-pitched laugh. Uh, he, terror- <laughs> he terrorized a local airfield because he was trying to scare the farmer and the air force into selling their lands cheaply. I'm... What? what wait, why is the, fa- why the farmer... Is is this farm next to the airfield? Like, what's... so he was he was he lived next to the farmer and the airfield, and he wanted to buy both. Oh, uh, right, both he the, the land of both, of but it was too expensive. So he dressed up as the spooky space kook. Uh, oh, and then like goes to their house and goes like, oh, hey. it's haunted by a strange skull inside a spacesuit. And then and then the real guy goes to their house and he's like, oh wow. Yeah, that sounds scary. Apparently, I'll, I'll that take is your a, land off your hands. Apparently, that is a real thing that in America, um, a haunting can knock up to a third the price of a house's value. Also, couldn't it increase the value? There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, value in in spooky tourism, right? I suppose that I don't know. I guess you have to market it. That's more like a business investment than just somewhere. To yeah, live. I one of um my my uh, family friends is a uh, lives in like a haunted house, and that there's like the myth is that the that the person plays music, that the ghost plays music if you listen hard enough. That's a, that's this, a common one. It, it's either that or it's always like a grey lady. That's a word. Yeah, well, well, they they had like a ghost tour come around the house, and um, my dad went upstairs and started playing the trombone when he <laughs> came in. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's amazing! <laughs> I hope he listened to this episode because I want to shake his hand for that. <laughs> uh, my mum will tell him. So yeah, that was the spooky space kook. Uh, apparently, yeah, the sp- all right. Apparently, who did a lot of his spooking in an air tunnel in the Air Force Base. Ah, that's smart. Smart stuff. Um, so, multiple bees. Yes. Giant the, bees. So, is this the, a group of people dressing up as the bee team? Yes. They were a bunch of spies led by Harley Finster, who were trying to steal an experimental rocket fuel. Okay. Uh, to do to do what? And what, what are the bees thematically relevant to their... <laughs> to their plans. So there was uh, a honey farm in the town of Honeydale that was ah. actually a front for an undercover NASA operation. Okay. <laughs> they were being mysteriously attacked by giant bees, which turned out to be Wait, foreign spies. Wait, the bees spies. were being attacked by giant bees? No, no, the, the NASA operation was being attacked oh. by giant bees, which turned out to be foreign spies trying to steal the new experimental rocket fuel they were working wow. on. Is this another? Is this another case of they were flying around like bees somehow? Uh, it like, doesn't even say how. It shows they were flying um, in the picture. It does not say how. Okay, so we we got the B team. Um, I assume just called the B team because it's like like the A team, B team, and it's like a little pun. Apparently so. And now we've got the man elk of was it Minnesota? Yes, the man elk of Minnesota. The man elk of Minnesota. Is this just a man who dresses like an elk? Yes, the man elk was supposedly a local, uh, like legend spirit with, I think, a vaguely Native American kind of theme. Right. Uh, who appeared at the winter solstice, and this time the legend was being co-opted by a ranger who wanted to scare people away because everyone was looking for a lost gold mine in the national park. 
and uh, he wanted to ensure that he found it first. And, so, and he found it first by dressing up as an elk. Well, he hadn't found it at the time, but in the final confrontation where they're like, they lay the trap for him and he chases Scooby and Shaggy around, uh, Scooby and Shaggy actually fall through a tunnel and accidentally find the gold mine. Oh, that's classic Scooby and Shaggy, that. Uh, the costume is like a big, hairy, kind of minotaur-looking guy in tattered clothes with an elk's oh. head. Excellent. Oh, that's very good stuff. Uh, I'll be honest. Um, you're you're very good at making shit up. Uh, <laughs> I don't actually have a fucking clue. Um, I was initially skeptical about the bees, but I don't know. I'm much less skeptical you about the bees. You believe in the in the rocket fuel stealing bees of Honeydale? <laughs> I I sort of sorry a bit spy more. bees of Honeydale. <laughs> yeah, well, I believe in them a bit more than I did believe in them. However, I've been. Uh, but the man elk is it does sound like something you'd make up <laughs> I don't know why you believe so you don't believe in man elk so what, what are your I'm feelings sure... on the spooky space kook spooky space kook I think if you've made that up you've absolutely done me because that's <laughs> that's a banger uh, I'm sticking with the spooky space kook is real I'm going to say the lie is the bees final the li- answer the lie is the bees final answer yeah well, you should have gone with your first instinct, because I did make up the Man Elk of Minnesota. Bet, yeah, ah, fair enough. Well, to be fair, you've done very well with the backstory there. Yeah, you know, I, the I final mean, it, confrontation it, and all it, that. It really was just an aggregation of everything I remembered from. Yeah, <laughs> from Scooby Doo. It's just your Scooby Doo fever dream. Yeah, a, a ranger trying to stick, trying to like a gold mine or something. You know, yeah. A new location. <laughs> Something, something vaguely something. scary that isn't actually scary. I don't know, a man with the head of an elk. That'll so work. the bees are real? Yep, there's, they have almost no details on them. Uh, um, and also, also another reason, I, did, I don't think you'd say kook. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I, I wouldn't say I've, kook. I have nothing against the word kook. I admit I don't use it often. as the flavour of the I, 70s. I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, I imagined it, it's something that, that, that Scooby-Doo would say or at least the scooby-doo show would call itself rather yeah than, that's true rather than joel franey <laughs> oh god what a what a series it was i presume i don't know if it's gotten better later i assume it you know there have been times where it's good i assume so right i, I kind of watch surely they've got some good episodes yeah they? i kind of want to watch this where cat and zombie movie to be yeah. honest <laughs> everything i see about it's like just seems a bit Joel, more one cool day we'll do a expected. big fucking marathon of oh, all the director dvd uh <laughs> scooby doos watch me get pass some out. scooby snacks in watch me pass out halfway through scooby doo and the cyber chase <laughs> what what's scooby snacks made of are they just like doggy treats like uh, i don't know because shaggy eats them a lot yeah, but like some people eat bonios, right? Oh, I'm gonna look this up. Scooby snacks are a food item used as a form of bribery for Scooby Doo and Shaggy Rogers. They seem to come in many flavors, like ah. bubblegum macadamia. Bubblegum? You feeding your dog bubblegum? Well, that's a flavor they've had. Also, they they're named after Scooby Doo, right? Or is he named after them? I believe he's named after them. Ah, okay. So uh, he likes perhaps them so because much. he liked them. Ah, makes sense. Uh, it doesn't say what they what they taste like. It describes them as a small brown biscuit or wafer. So presumably okay. sweet, not savoury. 
Yeah, but if they yeah, well if they've got bubblegum flavour and and like you know various nut flavours, I guess it's, it's a sweet sweet biscuit, right? What a time to be alive! Uh, well, thank you very much for listening, everybody, uh, and taking a journey with us in the mystery machine. So yeah, you can and you can follow us on the internet on social media at Templar Spycast on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can follow me at James Mac Law, and you can follow. Joel at and yeah we're we're back next week with a real special treat for you guys not for you guys sorry I don't want to no no gendered uh, for you uh, we're back uh, for you freaks we're back next week with a real special treat for you lot James for some reason would like to do My Little Pony so between this and Glee a couple of weeks ago he's really out to get me at this point I'm out to get you out to get myself apparently I'm a glutton for punishment uh I I, I never watched pony. My Little Pony. I... I I had a friend who made me watch a couple of episodes, and frankly, she was not my friend for like a couple of weeks after that. Uh, okay, well, I mean, I'm sure it's good. Uh, I'm sure. Why? I, I, well, like, I mean, it's a kid show, isn't it? Like, you know, there's there's Scooby Doo type thing, isn't it? Um, but there's cute ponies. Mm. Um, uh, I, I know, obviously, there's a large subculture that's uh, built around uh, around it. Um, that. I haven't decided whether I'll touch on at all. No, please um, go on. I want you to suffer. Uh, yeah, well, we're both going to suffer and you can enjoy it with us. See you then. See you next week. <laughs>